Hello and welcome to the Film Pulse Podcast. This is episode number 350. My name is Adam Patterson. With me today, we got Kevin Rake's Hey, Kevin. Hey. 350 episodes. Feels like just yesterday we were at episode number one. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, I know. It's like we've been doing this forever. It feels like eight years ago because this Wednesday is our eighth anniversary. Been doing this for eight years. Oh, boy. We're old men now. We started as youngsters and now we're grizzled old men. So this is the first episode of the new year. And as we do every year, we'll be looking ahead to 2020, discussing our most anticipated films for the year. We're also going to look back at our picks for last year and, and see how we how that turned out. Thank you so much for joining us, by the way. Really appreciate all you listeners who've been coming back for eight years. I think that's just incredible. Why? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great question, Kevin. <laughs> With that, I think we can take a look at our picks from last year. I have the all list right. here. Now, first of all, okay. you said you weren't excited about any 2019 movie. That was nice. that, that was like the thing you said at the top. You're like, I'm not even, I'm not really anticipating any movies. I do remember last. I I noticed the thing about looking uh, forward to 2020, like going combing through titles and stuff. That there was there was more to be excited about. I do remember last year being pretty dire, like where it was just nothing but sequels and mm-hmm. fucking Marvel movies and shit. Yeah. Okay. So let's just go over the list here. Uh, first up, we have us both 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 of us were anticipating that one and that turned out pretty good we're both uh uncut gems was on both of our lists and okay i I was a little bit higher on that than you but i think you still came away with it feeling pretty good about that movie yeah yeah Uh, once upon a time in hollywood was on my list and i was a little bit disappointed with that movie okay that i think on my top 50 of 2019 that was somewhere like 26 27 somewhere around there i liked it don't get me wrong i just didn't i i did just didn't find it quite as uh strong as some of tarantino's other films uh, a bread factory which came out in 2018 was on your list for 2019 now i know you did see it, that yeah it, i mean that's the other thing that's tough with me is i i have a feeling that even this year there's going to be some movies on here that probably played festivals in 2019, but I'm, I'm waiting for him to get to me. Sure, sure. This is me being. Also, it should be said right at the top that there's going to be probably some movies on, on our list that don't come out in 2020 at all. Yep. <laughs> That's that, that we'll, we'll be getting to that in just a second with this 2019 list. <laughs> uh, I had the beach bum and uh, I was a bit disappointed with that as well. That's the, the Harmony Corinne one. A lot of people enjoyed that. I just, I don't know. I just couldn't get behind it. Maybe it was the time when I watched it. I wasn't really feeling it, but it, it was meh for me. You had Paradise Hills on your list. Yeah. We reviewed that was kind of a meh. Yeah. Same here. Uh, you, we reviewed that on the show uh, a few months back. Both of us had Synchronic on our lists. Uh, that's on my list for this year and that's on my list for this year too so that's a car- that's a carryover i'm very confident with that movie uh, it's got to yeah well uh, we both had the mountain rick alverson's the mountain 
Uh, and we were both pretty pretty meh on that one we were you know i i can totally understand why it would land on both of our lists like oh yeah it's got on paper it's got everything we want exactly and it just didn't quite live up to the the hype that i had in my head for that uh we both had prisoners of a ghost land on our list which never came out that's that's on so that's on my list as well. Yeah, it's on my list for this year. It's on my list for this year as well. If you're not familiar, that's the English language debut for She and Sono with Nicolas Cage. So really, really hyped for that one. Yes. Yes. We both had Honey Boy on our lists. Okay. We reviewed that a couple weeks back on the show. I think we were both uh, pretty satisfied with that one. Yeah. Didn't love it quite as much as I expected. We both no. had Parasite on our list. Obviously, that that was That's, that delivered. Yeah, big time for me. That was my number one movie of 2019. You have The Great Pretender on your list. Oh yeah, that was a 2019. Did that come out? Movie. Yeah, that came out on Amazon Prime. Ah. I forgot. I did see that. That was pretty good. Okay, cool. I have The Art of Self Defense on my list, which was the Riley Stearns dark comedy. Reason. There's another top 10 or 40. That was. That was uh, number nine, I think, on my list. Feast of the Epiphany was on your list. Still still has not come out. It still hasn't come out to me. I think it's playing in New York right now. Oh, really? But I think that's probably as far as it's going to get. Like, I might see that on a streaming service somewhere, hopefully, this year. I'm not even sure what that is. It's a very small independent movie. American Indie. And I forget where it's playing, but I think it's like the, if, if I'm correct, it's the guy from uh, Reverse Shot, that publication. Oh, okay. I had It Chapter 2 on my list. That was a disappointment. Yeah. You had Black Mother on your list, and you were pretty high on that Oh, one. man. Yeah, that one came through. That was, a, that was a top 10 for you, wasn't it? It was. By the way, all of his movies are on the Criterion channel right now. Oh, wow. If, you, if you're signed up to the Criterion channel. Check that out. Here's, here, here's an interesting one. We both had The Kitchen on our list. The Kitchen? <laughs> Do you remember really? that? Yeah. That, that was a 2019 movie that came and went so fast. That, that came and went in the blink of an eye. It sure did. Neither of us saw it. No. I I don't really plan on seeing it. No. Pretty sure it was eviscerated by critics. Those that that actually saw it. I don't know what happened with that movie. That was another one that like on paper it sounded like it was going to be really good. It had a really strong cast based on a very popular Vertigo comic book series. Wow. The kitchen. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Incredible. You have a dim valley on your list. Oh yeah. Which still hasn't come out. I mean, I've seen it, but it hasn't come out. Was it worthy? Was it worthy of? Did it live up to the expectations? Yes, yes, it does. Robert Longstreet, once again, fantastic in it, and he actually does. Um, he does some like uh, like some country folk singing in it, which like he wrote his own music, like the song and everything. And uh, turns out he's good at that too. Of course. Is there anything he can't do? What did, I just saw him in something very recently. I can't remember what it was, but I just was like, Long Street. Dr. Sleep. Apparently oh, had a that's small it. role in that. That's it. That's what it was. <laughs> Please bury the chunk. Yeah. Let's see. I had Velvet Buzzsaw. That was a bit of a disappointment, except for Morph Vandewalt. 
<laughs> yes. That was uh talk about a movie that's like not good, but a character that exists in it that's just incredible. Yeah. <laughs> uh you have shoot the moon right between the eyes. Okay. I don't I still don't think that's come out. It's played like every festival, I think. Did you see it? No, I have not. So I'm still excited on that one. I didn't put it on the list. Because I, I, I think I was on the list the year before, too. I was hoping it's it's not going to happen this year, but there have been years in the past where I would list off a movie and you wouldn't even know what it was. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd have to look it up to remember. Uh, I have Lords of Chaos. Uh, I did see that. That was That was okay. Really dark. I have The Sunlit Night, which... The sunlit. This, what what I just that? what I just mentioned that just happened right now, where I don't know what the sunlit night is. Oh, you know what it is? I do know what it is. It's from the director of uh, Wetlands. That never. Oh wow, Jillian Anderson, yeah. Jenny Slate, Zach Galifianakis. Okay, it never came out, so I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure what the status of that one is, but it's it's directed by David Went, the guy that did. Yeah, it played Sundance at the beginning of 2019, and then just nothing. Yep. So maybe maybe that'll be a 2020 release, hopefully, because I'm still interested in it. I had Greener Grass, which I was a big, big, big fan of. I still, I still want to see that. You know, I rewatched it. I rewatched it when I was in Pennsylvania over the holidays, uh, visiting with my family, and like nobody. I watched it with my dad and my wife, and like they just. They were not into it. Sucked it. Sucked it. It was it was one of those really awkward situations where you put on a comedy that you think everybody's gonna like and laugh at, and it's just completely silent the whole time. There's no there's no laughter. So I was like trying to hold back my laughter during scenes (laughs) that I thought were really funny, like like the the pool water stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just very specific audience for that movie. Yes. Uh, finally, I had The Irishman on my list, which turned out to be one of my top tens as well. Which I just I just recently watched that. Oh, yeah? And uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, really solid. And, you, and, you know, we're talking run times. Man, perfectly paced. I agree. I, I agree. 100%. It's, just, it's fantastic. I don't, I don't think anything needed to be trimmed from that movie, honestly. Nope. All right, let's move on to what we have in... 2020 i think we'll just go back and forth i have a sort of a loose order for maybe like the first five or ten or so i just slap i just slap shit Nor- in here. normally i don't do any kind of order but i noticed that this was sort of just organically being put into an order so i just i let it go it's it's loose anyway my my first pick for 2020 is wendy this is the new okay, yeah, this yeah. is the new one from Ben Zeitlin. So if you can remember way back when we talked about Beasts of the Southern Wild, this that was my number one. I think that was my number one movie of the year. It was more, sure. one or two. Yeah. Uh it's I absolutely loved that movie. Saw it multiple times. It's just fantastic. And the I, I don't know if you saw the trailer for Wendy, but it looks like very much, very much in the same vein as Beasts of the Southern Wild. So I am beyond excited. And that comes out next month. So that's that's actually coming out very soon. Oh, nice. 
I don't really have an order here. Like I said, I oh, just fine. Slap, yeah. slap stuff together. It's free for but, you know, you just list off the stuff. It's, you know, just whatever. We're, you know, eight years in and we're still just, just, you know, winging it. Just fucking winging just it. Just having a conversation. It's been working for eight years, I guess. So why not? Uh, I think uh, for me is uh, First Cow, the, the newest one from Kelly Riker. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited for this. I pretty much enjoyed every film from her. And this involves uh, a loner get joining up with a group of fur trappers out in Oregon Territory. And then he, he befriends a, a Chinese immigrant. And they collaborate on a business, but they need a the prize milking cow. First cow, the titular first cow, I'm guessing. I think that played some festivals. It did. It did. Yeah, it didn't. So there's probably already a bunch of people that have seen it. <laughs> Big whoop. <laughs> Big effing whoop. I have last night in Soho on my on my list. Are you f- familiar with this? Is that, is, that, is that the new Edgar Wright? It is the new Edgar Wright. See, I did movies. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, about a, a young girl uh, passionate in fashion design is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters her idol, a dazzling wannabe singer. But 1960s London is not what it seems and time seems to fall apart with shady consequences. Yes. Yes, please. Ooh. Uh, something that I'm excited for. This is a twofer. Double. I'm doubling up. It's called a double dupia because keep an eye out was so fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I was already excited for Deerskin. So Deerskin's on my list because obviously I haven't seen it yet. It hasn't come to us. But, and of course, the, if you don't know about that movie, it's a guy obsessed with his designer Deerskin jacket. <laughs> yeah. Which causes <laughs> him to lose his entire savings and then he has to turn to crime. I guess to keep the jacket. I'm not sure. But whatever. I'm in. Uh, but his newest movie is called Mandibles, which is about two simple-minded friends that find a giant fly in the trunk of their car and decide to domesticate it and teach it tricks in order to earn some money. Sign me up. Yep. Sign me Give up. Double dupio. Give it to me. I uh, I have... Synchronic, but uh, we already discussed that. I, I, I have that as well. That's the new. I figured I'll figure out commit to it now. It seems like it's it's closer to us. I'm pretty sure. I mean, th- th- that did play festivals in 2019, yeah. so I'm almost certain that it'll be coming out this year. And I think the endless was pretty successful for them. So I, I don't know. I'm assuming that Synchronic already got picked up. If not, I'm sure it will be soon. That's if you're not familiar, that's it's the new Benson and Moorhead film. I think is it Anthony Mackie in that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Jamie Dornan, J- Jamie Dornan. Some, I think there's like some kind of time travel involved. with Oh uh, yeah, there is. So yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm excited for St. Maud. Okay. From director Rose Glass. Mm-hmm. Which I think what A twenty four is putting that out. Uh, yeah, I remember that played a couple of festivals, and I just remember hearing like pretty much you know this movie's incredible. So yeah, the uh, I think the trailer came out not too long ago, and it looks yeah. looks really good, really. Which we get that at the end of March, so I I know it's coming. I have the French Dispatch on my list. I have 
I have that on mine as well as the tentative. <laughs> we'll see. I have a bunch of movies that I'm going to, that we can talk about that aren't quite on my list, but maybe are notable releases for the year. So we'll, we'll get to those at the end, but the French dispatch, like I'm still all in on Wes Anderson. I was a little disappointed with, uh, Isle of dogs. I, for some, I, maybe my expectations were way too high for that. Like I just, I love dogs and Wes Anderson doing a stop motion dog movie. I was like, Oh yeah, buddy. But for some reason I was a little bit let down with that one. And honestly, I I really enjoyed Grand Budapest Hotel, but comparing it to his other films, I, I feel like it was not quite as strong. So I'm I'm hoping that the French dispatch will bring, bring me back yeah. into the Anderson world. A biggie that I'm excited for is Dune. Ah, the the Villeneuve. Yes, I have uh, I have that on my list a, as well. I'm a big fan of the original Dune, the David Lynch Dune. I don't understand why people hated that because I love it. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to this. Me too. I mean, especially after seeing what he did with Blade Runner. You know, working with within that really dense kind of sci-fi universe. Yeah. like how he's I, able to to work in that space. The only thing that troubles me is that it's, uh, what's his name? Chalamet. Yeah. Is the, yeah. Uh, I don't mind. But what do you got? I have, I have a feeling that I'm going to have to, we're going to have to deal with this, this guy for, <laughs> for I don't know how many more years. How long, be, a long time, I think. <laughs> fucking every goddamn movie. A long, long time. I have Tenet, the new Christopher yes. Nolan. Yes. I suspected that would be on your list as well. Yes. I think that's probably on everybody's list at this point. Yes. I mean, seeing that little teaser, I'm just like, oh, I, well, I have to know. I have to know what's going on in this movie now. It just looks, it looks awesome. He's going back to like this kind of trippy, mindfuck sci-fi stuff. Yeah. And I, I love the cast because it doesn't have Chalamet in it. It does not. It does not, it does not have <laughs> Timothy Chalamet in it. It, it has a, it's fucking fresh, you know? He doesn't show up anywhere. You get John David Washington in there. Hell yeah. So, and Debicki. So it's count count me in. I'm re- I'm excited for Tenet as well. I'm also excited for Candyman. Me too. Costa. That's yeah. on my list too. I like I I I enjoyed I finally watched the original Candyman this year or well last year, 2019. Thoroughly enjoyed it. So I'm interested to see an updated version. Plus the cast is pretty fantastic too. Yeah, uh, this is so it's produced by Jordan Peele and it Tony Todd is coming back as the Candyman mm-hmm. and it takes place after the the events of the first film, I believe. So it's like a sort of sort of like what we what they did with Halloween, where it's like a rebooted sequel, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, I think they're touting it as like a spiritual sequel so they can play a little fast and loose. Yeah, I'm all in on that one. Very excited. I have the personal history of David Copperfield on my list, which is the new Armando Iannucci. Mm, mm-hmm. Now, I've loved everything that he's done that I've seen. I think I've probably seen almost everything that he's done at this point, maybe a couple of his really early things. But Death of Stalin, I thought, was absolutely fantastic. I love In the Loop. I love his work on Veep. And him doing this David Copperfield movie, I think, is pretty incredible i saw the the there's a trailer out for this too which is makes it it's going to be hilarious like i wasn't sure at first when i first 
heard about this and I didn't really see anything or read anything. I'm like, is it, is it going to be that same style of comedy? Cause it's a, it's a period piece. And like, I don't know. I don't know why I was doubting that it wouldn't be that, that same style, but it a hundred percent is. <laughs> and it, it looks so funny. All right. All right. I, I've noticed something going through movies, uh, you know, scouring through trying to, to glean the ones that I'm excited for. I noticed a couple of movies with a certain theme that reminds me of the nineties, which is something that I was into at that time. And one movie out of all of them, I was only really excited for one that looked pretty good. And that's underwater from William Eubank that has Kristen Stewart. It seems like we would get going to be getting some more underwater, like supernatural mm-hmm. thriller, horror type things, which has me excited because I was pretty big into that when I was little. And that's coming out very soon, too. That's that comes yes. out the end of this month. Yes, yes, it does. There have been some uh, early, early rumblings about this movie coming out. Are they good or are they bad? Uh, I only read a couple things just on Twitter, no like reviews or anything, and people are saying not, not good. But oh, I'm still gonna see it because I think it looks, it, it definitely looks like something within my wheelhouse. Because I also love the like sci-fi horror movies. It, it has sort of an alien vibe to it, and. I just yeah, for whatever reason, I was just I was really into those movies. Me too, like, like Event Horizon. <laughs> yeah, anything that took place underwater, and people were, you know, dying. Yeah, and they had to survive. Event Horizons it. in space, but it's still kind of the same concept. Well, I'm talking about the goddamn underwater movies. Okay, okay. so you're so I'm not talking about space. Yet. Okay, I I well, I was thinking you were talking about more like underwater or in space like something some kind of horror that takes place yeah, guess, on like a base yeah. of some kind that's true i mean i can see a correlation there because hell i mean if you think about it we've explored space far more than we have like the deepest depths of the ocean sure i have uh bill and ted face the music on there you go list this is this is i there's a part of me that's like this is really stupid and we shouldn't do it. But at the same time, I'm like, I'll watch it. I, I'm going to watch yeah, it. Yeah, my hope is that they embrace <laughs> it. Like, I'm I'm really, and, and it seems like a Bill and Ted movie would be like that, where they just kind of embrace how ridiculous it is yes. for them to come back after all of these years. And I feel like Keanu Reeves is in a bit of a renaissance right now. Like, everything he does just seems to be so pure and incredible that I, yeah, I, I just think that, it might not be a good movie, but I think that I will enjoy it regardless. Uh, another movie that I think played a, a number of festivals last year and got really good reviews from what I've seen is The Vast of Night from Andrew Patterson. Okay. It's kind of like a sci-fi thriller set in the like in the 1950s. There's this mysterious frequency that's descended upon a town in New Mexico. Mm, that sounds interesting. So you, got, you got the 50s, you got out west, you got a mysterious frequency, sci-fi thriller. Hey, give it to me. Yeah, that sounds that sounds good. I have Ghostbusters Afterlife. Look at you with your Ghostbusters uh, shit. I know, it's a pretty pretty <laughs> standard thing to add to the list here, but I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. Loved Ghostbusters as a kid. I had all the action figures. I had like the 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 
wearable toys like the proton pack and the trap and all of that i just man Mm -hmm. i was obsessed with ghostbusters and the first trailer for ghostbusters afterlife was was definitely hitting all the right nostalgic notes for me i i was not one of these like people who really hated on the was it 2016 the the yeah i i didn't i enjoyed that but same here yeah after after seeing the what what they're doing with afterlife i think that feels more more like a proper sequel than the sort of reboot that they did previously yeah well we're talking about bringing things back from years past i'm excited for coming to america too yeah you know craig brewer i have this i have this uh listed here it's not i was hesitating if i wanted to add it to my list proper or just talk about it. I definitely wanted to talk about yeah. it, but this one's just such a big question mark for me. Like, yes, I there's a part of me that's like, it 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 might not be good, you know. But I love the original Coming to America. I mean, I don't know how many times I've seen that movie. Absolutely love it. With everything that happened with Dolomite is my name. I mean, I'm pretty. I, I'm excited. Yeah. You could, it might not work out, but I don't care. They got pretty much everyone back from the original, so count me in. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm I'm definitely gonna see it too, without a doubt. I love coming to America, and I'm really hoping. I mean, I think I think I was a lot more hesitant about it before I saw Dolomite is my name. After yes. seeing Dolomite, I'm just like, yes. okay, now now I'm excited for coming to America. Yeah. A hundred percent because I was the same way. I'm just like, why are they doing, why, why coming to America? Why are you revisiting that? And then after Dolomite is my name, I'm like, okay, yeah, I do want to revisit coming to America. Let's do it. It, it, it could be, I think that it, if it's successful and if it, and depending on how they make it, like how it turns out, I think it could be really interesting for them to, for like studios to start making new comedies that have the same sort of aesthetic and maybe vibe as those older comedies. You know what I mean? Like we see it, we see it a lot in horror movies, right? Where you have a horror movie that has sort of an eighties vibe an eighties aesthetic. It's a throwback to a slasher movie. You don't really have like throwback comedies, you know? No. And it would usually when they do, it's something stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh, let's, let's do a throwback camp sex comedy straight to D- straight to dvd yeah no well those yeah those never work uh i have the five bloods oh i got that on my list too figured that would be on your list as well oh yeah i mean i think that that spike lee's been killing it recently and plus i mean the the cast that you got here paul walter hauser chadwick boseman jonathan majors delroy lindo yeah, and it's a war movie too. It's a, a about a group of veterans from the Vietnam War who return to the jungle to find their lost innocence. Yeah. Not sure what that's going to entail, but yeah. Really excited to see how that one turns out. And that's a Netflixer. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. That's a Netflix. Wow. Yep. Dropping on Netflix. Wow. I got an I got another Netflix for you. And that's Charlie Kaufman's new one. I'm thinking of ending things. I have that on my list too. Which has Jesse Plemons in there. Love him. Couple takes road trip and they end up 
journeying through the fragile psyches. Said, watch out. Things are going to get weird. Man, Netflix, strong 2019. Looks like it's going to be a strong 2020 for Netflix. And that's what we kind of talked about on the year-end podcast, or at least I was kind of hinting towards is, you know, me and you used to pretty much make fun of these guys because they seem to just fucking tear everyone down. Whoever it was, whatever director it was, just brought them down to this level of mediocrity. But I don't know if they've like kind of figured things out. I don't know if they like pull back the reins yeah. and just let people do their thing. Yeah, because they've been getting like high profile directors for a while. I would say at least the last three years they've been getting high profile directors. I mean, I think it was in 2018, the beginning of 2018, when we were looking at what Netflix was putting out. And that's when they had like the Gareth Evans one, the Jeremy Saulnier one. And, uh, we were like, wow, Netflix is starting to get some real heavy hitters here. And then all those movies turned out to be sort of middling. Yeah. And that, just, but man, now 2019 was just a killer year for Netflix. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see because it seems like they're getting even bigger now, you know, now that they were able to pull in Scorsese and, yeah. yep. and you know, and some others. So most definitely I have, the Invisible Man on my list. This is the. I figured that. I figured that would be on there. Uh, I've said it before. Uh, the Invisible Man is my favorite of the Universal monsters. I've watched every Invisible Man movie. I own every Invisible Man movie. It's. Uh, I, and I think that what Leon L's doing with this new version of the Invisible Man is really interesting. I I love his spin on the Invisible Man, and I uh, can't wait to see how this one turns out. All right. All right. I got another Netflix and that's D Reese's the last thing he wanted. Okay. So D Reese's foot going to be on Netflix. I mean, they got, they got a lot of people putting out stuff. Yeah. This year. So this is, uh, based or adapted from a Joan uh, Didion novel. You got Willem Dafoe, Ben Affleck, uh, Anne Hathaway, Toby Jones, Rosie Perez. So, and I've I've enjoyed what uh, you know D Reese's other films. Mudbound was a little iffy. That was another Netflix. I think that was the first Netflix movie that she did. But I'm excited with this one. I have On the Rocks, which is the new Sofia Coppola. Uh, this is stars Rashida Jones and Bill Murray and Jenny Slate. Uh, okay yes young mother who reconnects with her larger than life playboy father on an adventure through new york the Mm -hmm. playboy father Mm -hmm. is played by bill murray so yep sign me up for that please it's got marlon wayne's in there too hell yeah possessor ah i have no idea if i'm actually going to be able to see this in 2020 yeah but this is on my list too the brandon cronenberg yes using uh brain implant technology to inhabit other people's bodies and then committing assassinations for high paying customers. Yeah. I really, I really liked antiviral Brandon Cronenberg's. I think that was his last feature. And so I'm really, I'm really interested to see what he does for his, for his uh, next, next feature. Yeah. Uh, I have promising young women. This is from uh, Emerald Fennell who she did killing Eve. The, oh, okay. the show, Killing Eve. So yeah. uh, it's about a young woman who is 
traumatized by a tragic event in her past, seeks out vengeance against men who cross her path. Basically, she like goes to bars, pretends to be really drunk, and then when guys try to take advantage of her, she does something she to him. She does something to him. I don't know if she murders him, but she definitely does something to him. Maybe murder. She removes all their skin. And, wear, and wears it for a week. Mails it to their mother. I have a, another two for this involves two Nick Cage movies, one of which was on both of our lists last year, which is Prisoners of Ghostland. Mm-hmm. So we have that, right? And then another one, which you made me very happy, I think, yesterday, which is Color Out of Space. Yeah, we'll be covering that one not next week, but the week after. Yes. So I, I already have one on my list that's locked in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited about that one, too. The HP Lovecraft. Yes, adaptation oh yes i've heard nothing but great things about that it sounds completely bonkers so which is what you want yeah um so i have a a bunch here that's really it for my like list proper but i i wrote down a bunch of things that i'm like kind of excited for but not like dying for okay uh the first one is saw the new the new saw reboot this is the okay. one that was written by Chris Rock and stars Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. I just have to know what this is all about. I forgot that that was happening. Like I I really need to know what's going on with this movie. I am excited for, well, not full on excited, but the new Abel Ferrara movie, Siberia with Willem Dafoe, which is, essentially just described as an exploration into the language of dreams. Yeah. You know, I read about this so, one and I'm just like, I don't know, man. It it has with every able for our movie with me, he seems to be the type of director that there's really no middle ground when it comes to me and him. I either love it or I hate it. hundred percent agree. Yep. That's exactly how it's, I am. With this, I'm never in the middle where I'm like, Oh, that was all right. Either I love it or I fucking hate it. So this has good things for me on paper. These are things that I like. So um, the needle's leaning towards love it, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I, for most Abel Ferrara things at this point, I have a sort of wait and see attitude. Like, yeah. we'll wait and see how this how this looks. Uh, another one that that uh, I'm kind of interested in is called Gunpowder Milkshake, and uh, this is directed by Navat. Papushado, he is the guy who did a uh, Big Bad Wolves, which I was okay. pretty pretty into that one. And this is about a secret sisterhood who comes to the rescue of a mother daughter assassin team. Okay, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, gunpowder milkshake. Holy shit, look at the cast too. You got Angela Bassett, Paul Giamatti, mm-hmm. Michelle Yeoh, Nina Headley, Carla G. Oh man, yeah, good cast. Good cast. Gunpowder Milkshake. Good title, too. I'm excited for that, too. I'm also mildly interested, excited for Cajillionaire. Uh, I have that on my list as a mild, mild interest, too. <laughs> yeah, for this is going to be the newest one for Miranda July, mm-hmm. which I, I like the, the, the synopsis of this, which is this, this family kind of being a family of con artists, and they join a, or they, ha- they add an outsider and it kind of disrupts everything. And again, you got a cast of Richard Jenkins, Deborah Winger, Evan Rachel Wood, Divine Joy Randolph, Gina Rodriguez. And I usually, I usually enjoy Miranda July too. So 
I like her too. I, I think this is playing Sundance this year. Okay. So 2021. I should. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, let me just, just move it all over to the other list. I have bios on my kind of kind of interested list. It's stars Tom, just, stars oh, okay. Tom Hanks and Caleb Landry Jones. Uh, Skeet Ulrich is in there too, interestingly. That's an interesting pairing. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Caleb Landry Jones. So it's directed by Miguel Sapochnik. And I don't, I'm not sure if I'm familiar with this, this guy. Oh, he's Game of Thrones. He did a bunch of uh, Game of Thrones stuff. It's a sci fi movie, takes place on a post apocalyptic earth. And Tom Hanks plays this like a scientist who builds a, he's dying. He's the last man on earth and he's dying. And he, decides to build a robot to take care of his dog after he dies okay yeah i put that on my list <laughs> yeah it sounds this is it's, this is also the guy that did the that repo men uh, reboot or whatever from 2010 i liked that looks like it looks like that's the only thing he did and then he went to tv for the longest time he did he did do altered carbon which i liked a lot that was a netflix show okay so just just looking at what he did with Repo Man and Altered Carbon, it looks like he is pretty comfortable doing sci-fi stuff and creating some really cool sci-fi visuals. So, yeah, pretty excited about Bios. I, I here is one I was looking through because you know I was just looking to see what, like what uh, Robert Longstreet is doing, and this stars Whitmer Thomas, which you might have seen him on a number of shows, most of which I can't name for some reason <clears throat> right now. I remember him being on Glow a little bit, but he was in, he has a pretty big role in A Dim Valley, which he's quite good in. So this is a, it looks to be an, a, you know, an indie comedy. It's called The Immortal Jellyfish, director Dusty Bias. So Whitmer Thomas plays Denny, an off the grid oddball who has a fire piss problem. Apparently he's good, pisses fire. In, and then, okay. uh, yeah. And then a, a, a dying guy washes ashore. And they become madcap partners and crime solving. It just sounds like a bunch of ridiculousness. Yeah, that... and <laughs> and Robert Longstreet's in it with Whitmer Thomas, which they're both in a dim valley from Brandon Colvin, and they were good in that. So I'm I have signed up for the Immortal Jellyfish. Yeah, that sounds sounds odd. <laughs> I th I think I can imagine that we'll be covering that one when it comes out on the show, probably. Hopefully, at some point, I have. Let them all talk. This is uh, Steven Soderbergh one. <laughs> I like how the title is like, he's not, he's just like, you know what? I do talking movies. So, well, it's going to be straight to the point with the title. I read that this was shot when they were on a, when he and Meryl Streep were on a ship heading to Venice for the premiere of the laundromat while they were on the ship, they shot this movie and it, it it stars Meryl Streep alongside Lucas Hedges and uh, Gemma Chan and uh, Diane Weist is in there as well. Okay. I have no idea what it's about. I don't think they've released like a plot summary yet, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I mean, the, it, a year's long. I mean, you got, you got to watch something. Mm-hmm.
So throw it in there. Uh, another one that I'm just kind of mildly interested in here for a number of reasons is uh, a new movie about Tesla called Tesla. Yeah, I saw. I've read a little bit about this. With Ethan Hawke playing Tesla. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the cast, you got Ethan Hawke, Hannah Gross, which for some reason really haven't seen her in a whole lot. And I was pretty excited when she showed up in the mountain, but she doesn't really do anything. No. Which disappointing. And I was like halfway through the second season of Mindhunter, and I'm just like, where the fuck is Hannah Gross? Like, why? They don't even fucking mention her. It just pissed me I off. I thought that was weird. Yeah. It's just like, what the fuck? Because I loved her character from season one, and it's just like completely cut out of the show. But it also has Jim Gaffigan, Kyle McLaughlin. You got cinematography from Sean Price Williams, and it's about Tesla. It's a, it's a lot of good elements there. Yeah. I have a mild interest in that, too. Uh, another one that I'm like kind of interested in is the jesus rolls which is the sort of spinoff from the big lebowski about the, oh yeah the jesus john turturro's character john turturro directed this as well and i don't know how i feel about it but pete davidson's in it bobby cannavale's in it john ham maybe it'll be good i don't know jb smooth yeah, JB Smooth. I mean, if JB Smooth's in it, you, then I'm already kind of on board. And Audrey Tito's yeah. in it too. Audrey Tito. Wow, that's a that's a cast. Mm-hmm. That is a cast. Memoria, which is the new Apichapong We Breath Sithical movie. Oh. This is the one he's this is the one he's doing with Tilda Swinton. Oh, so okay. you know, it's, it's Tilda Swinton playing a woman from Scotland traveling in Colombia. Uh, starts noticing some strange sounds and then the sentence right after is that is she soon begins to think about their appearance <laughs> so i don't know if she's just trying to visualize the sounds i'm not sounds sure what's like going on but uh he has that he does he has that uncanny ability to just like capture that dream state so really looking forward to that another one that i'm like kind of interested in and this is this is uh sort of keeping with the, the Pete Davidson thing is uh, King of Staten Island, which is Judd Apatow's new movie that is sort of a, it's sort of inspired by the the life of Pete Davidson. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't really have an opinion on Pete Davidson one way or the other. Well, it sounds like you do. They're all about Pete Davidson. It sounds like 2020 is the year of Pete Davidson. I really, I really hope not. <laughs> I really hope that's not the case. That'd be, it would be interesting if that's if that's what comes out of 2020 for you, is that you just become this huge Pete Davidson fanboy. I mean, are you a fan of Pete Davidson? No, I hate the guy. Yeah, I, I, I find him very, very, very irritating. That, that's why I'm like a little hesitant about this movie, because I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I'm excited, or interested at least, in The Whistlers. This is the newest movie from Kornilu Perimbao. I hope that's totally wrong, incorrect. But this is the director of Police Adjective, The Treasure, Infinite Football. Um, so this is a, a policeman. Is He goes to an island in the Canaries. He's trying to get this guy out of prison. But he's having trouble with the, the local dialect, their language, which is apparently just includes a lot of hissing and, and spitting. <laughs> so... <laughs> And he does, he's known for like really, really deadpan 
type stuff. And he's not really a big, like there's some comedic aspects to his work, but they're really, really understated. So this sounds to me like it's going to be pretty absurdist. Yeah. Which he's not 100% known for. So that's kind of what has me interested here. Uh, I'm I'm kind of interested in that too. <laughs> See how that turns out. Because I'm with it, you know. I'm reading the synopsis and I'm with it the whole way until you know the last couple words, which are a language which includes hissing and spitting, which is a weird left turn to take. So yeah, the the rest of the ones that I have on my list are are pretty high profile releases. So these are these are ones that most people already know about that I. I'm just like mildly excited for. And the the first one would be Halloween Kills, the Halloween sequel from David Gordon Green. You have everybody behind the camera coming back. So Danny McBride and, and David Gordon Green. And then you have uh, the the whole cast from the, what was that, 2016? When the first one? You know who else is, you know who else is in it? Who? Oh. Robert Longstreet. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Okay, well, let me let me correct myself real quick. That is now on my most anticipated list. <laughs> there you go. The power the the power of Long Street. My turn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wait. I'm sorry. Where am I? Let me find something. Here's something that I just kind of stumbled across, which never heard of this director, which is Pablo Guerrero, and I've never seen any of his movies, but he has a new movie coming out called Akilar. And this is a, a period piece about witchcraft in 1609, where all the men have essentially left the village. I can't remember the reason. I don't know if it's for war or sea. They went out to sea. I don't know. But so the witches kind of take over. And one guy's kind of in charge of bringing, bringing these witches to justice. And I don't know, just old-timey witches sign me up. Yeah. I just wish I wish there was an alternate universe where we let witches go, like we just embraced witchcraft. Where can you imagine? Where would we be right now if if we let the if we let the witches go and developed their craft? Where would we be? Probably all diseases would be cured. It would be incredible. We would be like at some point in history, someone was just like, you know what, this religion thing kind of not working out. It's kind of boring, kind of lame. Let's switch over to this witchcraft stuff that these these women are doing. They're getting shit done. Yeah, they fucking are. And they probably would have got a shit ton of stuff done if we didn't kill all of them. Yeah, it's a shame. I'm mildly excited for Godzilla versus Kong. This is the the new Godzilla movie directed by Adam Wingard. I really didn't like the last Godzilla movie. And so I'm kind of hoping that this one brings it back. So I can see Godzilla versus Kong and enjoy enjoy what they're doing. I, I like big monster movies. <laughs> just you know, King Kong and Godzilla. I like what they're what they're doing. I like what they're up to. I like what those guys do. Yeah, I, I just I hope it's good. I really hope it's good. I hope for your sake too that it's good. I don't want I don't want to see you disappointed anymore. You know. Well, you you were into the last the not the last Godzilla, but the one before that. You, yeah. you enjoyed that one. Right? I did. Yeah. I did enjoy that one, and I completely forgot that a second one came out. 
until just now. Yeah, really. It wasn't great. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's why it didn't show up on the ra- didn't show up on the radar. Uh, I another movie that I'm pretty sure was on last year's list, maybe even the year before. So fingers crossed that finally happens, and that's the Carnivores from Caleb Johnson. This is the director of uh, Joy Kevin, oh, okay. which is a little indie indie movie that I was quite taken with. So this is his follow up. So hopefully at some point in time, I don't know. We'll see. I have a Marvel movie on my list here, and that's Eternals. Now I don't know too much about the Eternals, like the comic books or anything. I never read them, but this is directed by Chloe Zhao. Mm-hmm. And it has a really impressive cast. You're you're talking Kumail Nanjiani. That's why you know that that picture of him that went viral a couple weeks ago. That's because of this movie. Kumail Nanjiani, Richard Madden, Angelina Jolie, Kit Harrington, Soma Hayek, Gemma Chan's in there. Brian Tyree Henry, mm-hmm. Barry Keegan. Sounds sounds like it could be a really solid Marvel movie. So I'm pretty excited about it. It's the only Marvel movie that I am actually excited for in 2020. Wow. The only other thing I really have is Elisa Hitman's newest, the director of Beach Rats and uh, It Felt Like Love. She has a new movie coming out called Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always, which uh, centers around two teenage girls from rural Pennsylvania that go to New York City because of an unintended pregnancy. I was quite taken with uh, Beach Rats. Same. So I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll be interested in that as well. Uh, okay. I'll just uh, rapid fire some of these here. Fantasy Island. This is the Blumhouse reboot of the TV show. <laughs> the, okay. the horror reboot of the TV show. Looks looks kind of kind of twisty. Kind of, kind of interested in the, the concept of this one. Bloodshot is another one. This is a, this is a comic book movie. It's the one with Vin Diesel. Uh, I, again, this is one I never read the the comic, the comics. This is based on a Valiant comic book. I, I never really was never really into the Valiant comics, but Bloodshot looks mm, pretty crazy. I loved the little, little teaser trailer they did where you see Vin Diesel getting his freaking face blown off and then it's, oh my goodness you should you should see the the teaser he gets his face blown off with a shotgun and then it likes it's like in slow motion so, so you just see all of like the pieces of his face being blown off and then sort of reversing back wow. back into him uh it's directed by oh. dave wilson who i think this might be his debut it is it, it's his debut but he did the visual effects on just a ton of video games and stuff so it's it's seems to be having like a bit of a video game vibe so i'm kind of interested to see how bloodshot turns out quiet place part two i enjoyed a quiet place and i I don't really know if it needed a sequel but the trailer was pretty exciting so we'll see where they go from here John Krasinski is coming back to direct this one, and he wrote it as well. I think the first one, he co-wrote it with the two guys that did Haunt, which was one of my favorite horror movies of 2019. Top Gun Maverick. All Top Gun. You know, this just seems like such a... It it just looks fun. I'm sad that Tony Scott passed away before being able to work on this, 
but it looks like Top Gun, man. It looks like they're bringing, bringing it back. And it looks like there's going to be some kind of volleyball scene in this one, too. So, yeah, I'm all about that. <laughs> and and the, the thing I like is that they it's not all CG. You know, that was one of the things I was worried about when I first heard rumblings of a, a Top Gun sequel. Like, oh, they're just going to green screen everything. Everything's going to be fake and CG. But I should have known that, like, Tom Cruise wouldn't stand for something like that. And yeah, so they actually use you know, real fighter jets and stuff in it. And it, it looks, it looks pretty cool. One that I'm not necessarily excited for, but I'm maybe sl- slightly interested in is Mulan. Okay. I, I never, never am interested in the live action Disney adaptations. Almost never. But this one seems like one of the most plausible like the one one of the ones that i think could work yes it's directed by nikki caro who did the whale rider which is actually my wife's favorite movie for some reason it's a good movie but uh and it has a, a really great cast donnie yen jet lee jason scott lee is in there too which is i, I feel like i haven't seen him in a long time so it's got a really great cast and i'm i don't know i'm just i'm hoping that it's that it is better than the typical the, 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 the typical <laughs> Disney live action things. Uh Wonder Woman 1984, of course I'm interested in this one. I enjoyed the first Wonder Woman. I know you did too. Mm-hmm. So, I'm hoping that this one I don't know how they're bringing back Chris Pine's character. I'm I'm sure they're going to explain it, but it's like why how is he back? How would that happen? I don't know. Maybe it turns out he's a superhero too. Superhero Steve Trevor. I don't think so, but I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I just like the idea of a superhero named Steve Trevor. <laughs> he doesn't have like a code name or anything. It's just Steve <laughs> no. Trevor. They asked him about it too. With, with your code it's, No, I'm just going by no, Steve, Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor. <laughs> Please call me Steve. Steve Trevor. New Mutants. That's actually his. <laughs> I feel like that's been on your list for like four years. New Mutants. It's been kind of stuck in some kind of limbo for a long, long time. I think 2017 okay. is when like it first was announced. It was supposed to come out, I think, in 2018, and then it got pushed way back. I don't know what happened to it. Apparently, they kept it on the shelf because they were going to do reshoots, and then they didn't do the reshoots. So now, now that Disney's in control of it, they're going to be releasing the... It's like the director's cut. So it's like the cut that the director wanted to release in the first place. So I don't know. I don't know what that means for this movie. Like, I don't know why they wanted to do reshoots. I love the idea of a horror movie set in like the superhero world. And this is set in the X-Men universe and it's, it's, it's a horror movie. Yeah. But it's also just very bizarre to everything that that is X-Men universe horror movie from the director of the fault in our stars yeah <laughs> yeah like what that's the, that's the i think the number one thing that just i can't wrap my head around with a lot of these decisions is like the directors that they get for certain things sometimes just make yeah. no sense sometimes it makes sense like i think yeah i think them bringing on scott derrickson to handle dr strange i think that, that makes sense that makes perfect sense but yeah the director of fault in our stars i mean the only connection i have there is like the whole kind of young adult thing you know these are all 
Teenage yeah. Mutants, but yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I'm hoping for the best with this one, but the the fact that it was delayed by such a long time and it just took so long for this to to come out, it really has me wondering what's going on with this movie. Yeah, uh, No Time to Die, the new Bond film. Okay, yeah, you know, might give it a look. I sure for some reason the the Bond movies just were never a, a big series for me like i just i, I don't know i yeah there, there are movies like i go see them and i like them and i forget them like as soon as i leave the theater which yeah because a while bet you six or seven years ago i tried watching a couple of bond movies and i didn't hate them like I, they were enjoyable enough like as i was watching them but they like they didn't stick with me at all right and i still don't really have an interest in bond at all yeah same I mean, I, I'll check this one out. It's the the last one that that Daniel Craig's going to be doing, but eh, I don't know. And that's that's pretty much all I have. That's it. All right. There's okay. So overall, I think 2020 is looking looking really good as far as releases. We have a a lot of really you don't see a lot of the same things in here. At least at least on our list, you're not seeing a lot of there. There's some sequels in there and some reboots and things, but not just like wall-to-wall reboots and sequels like we've seen in years past. And like I, like I said at the top of the show, when I, when I sat down to kind of comb through the upcoming titles, it wasn't like it was last year where, you know, it was page one, Marvel and Disney and sequels, page two, marvel and it's just like oh my god i like i have no interest in any of these things yeah marvel marvel's presence in 2020 i'm I'm not sure i know black widow is coming out too but i'm not sure what other marvel movies if any i think it might just be black widow and eternals i don't know if there's any other ones coming out in 2020 i hope not no i i think that that's the problem with marvel is that it became oversaturated there's there's too many there's too many of them and they all start to feel the same after a while they do because they kind of do use the same template which i don't in a lot of ways yes they do i don't necessarily have a problem with that like i mean that's they're they're pulling from the source material that's how comic books are that's how they're structured and i don't necessarily have a problem with that but that i think that's why i tend to gravitate towards the the more interesting stories in the in the marvel movies like thor ragnarok is still probably one of my favorite of all the marvel movies because i feel like that one was a lot different than your your typical marvel movie all right i think that's uh that's gonna do it uh looking forward to 2020 very very much looking forward to 2020 yes Thank you so much for listening. You can send us your questions and topics to podcast at filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net and at filmpulsekevin. And if you have a minute, consider giving us a review on your podcast platform of choice. For Kevin Rakestraw, my name is Adam Patterson, and we'll see you next week.